0: You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's
1: your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Faith with Friends. Today is Therapy Thursday, and I am joined by Dr. Lydia Martinez. Hi, Dr. Lydia Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing great. So we have a great podcast today. We're going to be talking about toxic emotions, what what they are, what they mean, what they look like, and then we're going to talk about how keeping them inside can actually be harmful to one's self. So why don't you talk a little bit about that?
0: Oh, great. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I was just waiting to jump in. I just wanted to let you know that toxic emotions, Um, I just want to slow down first and and define some things, you know, I think it's good when we're all on the same page. So what are toxic emotions? Toxic emotions are something that don't feel good, right? And there is a time when fear or anger can be healthy, but it becomes toxic when it goes against your functioning. Okay. And it becomes even toxic and manifests itself physically when you are not processing them correctly. Now I only highlighted anger or fear but to be honest with you any emotion can go from being healthy to unhealthy and into toxic any emotion and really the the grading system for you to say okay well is this toxic or is this healthy it comes when you start to ask yourself some questions like am I feeling peace not boredom but am I feeling peace am I feeling calm can I function? Can I get behind heavy machinery, for example? Can I drive and still function? Can I pay my bills? Can I um, still take care of my children? Am I, am I still being processing my feelings healthy? Those are just some beginning questions. And then you know that it's starting to manifest in your body when you start to get things like headaches or you start to get things like even stomach aches. And some people even develop ulcers. Okay. Because everybody has like sort of an organ of choice, let's call it. Okay. And when you get angry or you get fearful, or you're in a position where you just can't process something the right way, then, then it's a lot for your body. Those emotions are a lot. So what happens is it's either your weakest organ or it's kind of like your body's go-to maybe, maybe you hold your stress in your stomach and you don't realize it. And boy, those stomach muscles, it's not just your stomach muscles. It's really more like the acid in your stomach. It starts to react. And what happens over time? You can only handle so much of that stomach acid eruption, you know, and and you start to get longer term physical reactions. So you might get an upset stomach at the beginning. An upset stomach may turn into maybe irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable bowel syndrome may later on turn into like where you have to get operated operations because your intestines aren't working properly because you're just so stressed out that everything is out of whack. Does that make Mm -hmm.
1: sense? Absolutely. You know, Psalm 139 tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So our emotions are just part of our body that God created. Right. And I think that they're, like you said, they're great indicators. Like if you're in a fire and you feel fear, it's God telling you to run. Exactly right. or There's, there's, you know, our feelings are indicators of how we should respond. The problem I think becomes, which I'm going to say both sides of the coin, either you erupt with toxic toxicity, toxic emotions responding with with that kind of over the top anger, or you stuff it down inside. Both are probably equally toxic to your body. But there are two different views and two extremes. And today we just wanted to look at like, how do we process those emotions so that they don't, I know with me, if I get very upset when there's somebody sick or a death or something like that, I know my head starts hurting in the back. And I know if I take my blood pressure, my blood pressure is going to be very high. Mm -hmm. And I'm only 51. So I'm thinking, wait, I, I don't have high blood pressure, but I can feel it. I'm to the point that if it happens, I immediately feel bad. And I'm like, I recognize, okay, I'm not well right now. Mentally, how can I take my mental health to the Lord, talk about it with Him, calm myself down? And another thing I think that's great to look at is what are your soothing techniques? We all self-soothe. So what are the techniques that you're using? Are they healthy ones like going for a walk, praying, reading the Bible? talking with a trusted friend or are they toxic where it becomes doing drugs or drinking right. or harming your self-harm
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I think that absolutely and unfortunately I think toxicity is something that we all deal with sometimes it's others sometimes it's ourselves but unfortunately you live in a broken world and there's going to be a lot of pain there's going to be a lot of uh, broken relationships and sometimes, unfortunately, those things turn toxic. And I think um, holding them inside or expressing them in an incorrect manner is not honoring to God and it doesn't heal your body or help you at all.
0: Well, I don't know about you, Lisa, but uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you just implode or explode either one. They're really both the same side. I mean, two different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Think of it that way. Yeah. And both extremes are terrible. You know, they're terrible for your body. Imploding and holding everything in or exploding and just, you know, verbally vomiting on other people is mm-hmm. not good either. Mm-hmm. So how do we develop coping skills? Sometimes it's a, a lack of information, a lack of knowledge. Maybe we haven't learned the correct coping skills, or maybe we have the correct coping skills. We just uh, are in such a high state of emotional shock. That, that we're not applying it in the moment, in the heat of the moment. Yes. So awareness, I think, is very important. The first step would be to be aware of how your body reacts to stress. So you got to take some time to make some self-observation. You know, are you the kind of person that when you get stressed, is it the back of your neck that gets really tight? And eventually, you know, that will turn into a headache. Or are you the kind of person that, like how you mentioned about high blood pressure, you know, you start to kind of get that feeling and, you know, when your blood pressure starts to get higher, you know, that feeling, um, or are you the kind of person that goes for the stomach and makes you go straight to the bathroom, you know, mm-hmm. or makes you just, uh, get nauseous, or are you the kind of person that, that reacts with anger, you know, and anger is usually a secondary emotion, anger. You, you have to poke the bear to get a reaction. So that's what happens with anger. Anger is like a secondary emotion. Something else has happened that makes you feel like you're violated, feel like something's going on. And really it really, all boils down to fight fly, fight, or flight. Easy for me to say, right? <laughs> fight or flight. And, and it's, it's that part of our bodies that God made our bodies in such a way to protect us. Like you said, if we stub our toe, if we are in a fire, we, we, we got to make decisions without our brain thinking about it, because boy, we would be a mess if our brains got involved.
1: Exactly. So it's
0: it's an autonomic nervous response. And I think of
1: that, what you said, your brain getting when we when we trip up our heart, our emotions, our brain, that I think can lead to like the panic attack where you're now exactly. in a circular motion that you can no longer function. You can no longer function at all. You're you're short of breath and all of these things. I love that throughout the Psalms, God invites us to come to him with these raw emotions. He doesn't say, he says, come as you are, right? And every Psalm written starts with the raw, honest truth. And usually by the end of processing that and praying out to God, you see a shift in their focus from their situation to God. And then the in-between is just them working it out between them and the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, that is true. Not only that, but it creates hope. I think that the Bible, while people, some people think of the Bible as, oh, it's just so old and it doesn't apply to me. Really, it does. There's a lot of people in relationships and broken relationships, how they've overcome, but there's a lot of hope in the Bible, you know, and there's a lot of God's promises in the Bible. And if we can learn to not only first identify what your physical trigger is and be aware what that is whenever you're feeling like you're not processing your feelings correctly. The next step is to you know, slow that down or break that vicious cycle. Okay, and, and how do we do that? Is We have to introduce hope somewhere in there, somewhere in the cycle, so it, it veers off from that regular cycle. And that cycle usually looks like, Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, he just did this to me. Oh, I just, I can't believe that it just happened. Shock. Oh my gosh. And then your body starts, your blood starts to boil, your body starts to react. And then what happens? You, you have an emotional reaction and maybe you have fear or anger, and maybe you, you slip and say something you shouldn't have said. Okay. And rather than somewhere in there, we need to have god's words imprinted in our hearts we have to meditate on those affirmations on those um promises like in psalm three four and five where it says lean on him go way beyond our understanding don't even think about don't put yourself in the equation lean on him lean on his timing lean on his understanding lean on him you know for everything um to call out for him. That's very important because that's just one of the, one of the Psalms that you can look into one of the things that you can, but it, it's a matter of what do you do? You don't wait until you have a problem. You start meditating on the Bible. Proverb exactly. is a great place to start yeah. on those promises.
1: There's a lot of wisdom and, in there.
0: Oh yes, exactly. You know, and I mean, how does a new beginner believer or someone who doesn't believe get started on this. Start with Proverbs. Start with Proverbs. Start memorizing some of the Psalms. Start memorizing some of the scripture that means something to you. And when you're in trouble, when you start feeling those physical attacks, um, you know, start meditating on that. That'll help you self-diffuse. That's what's going to help you self-soothe. You know, there's nothing stronger than the word of God
1: exactly and i think one important thing what you mentioned is to be self-aware to know what you're feeling like sometimes i can say i'm angry but what am i angry about or maybe have fear of change and that fear is causing me to be angry so i shut down the change or even envy like we never think of envy like am i envious right now am i feeling jealous matthew 15:8 through 9 god says that these people honor me only with their words For their hearts are very far from me and they pretend to worship me in vain, but their teachings are human rules. And basically God is saying, I know your heart. So you want to come to me and pretend like everything's fine, or you want to go to somebody else and pretend like everything's fine, but what's in your heart? Let's deal with that because eventually, as I all well too well know, eventually those feelings are going to manifest in another way so being aware of what you're feeling and like you said maybe even before it elevates and escalates to that point where you're like you know i'm feeling anxious right now i'm feeling insecure i'm can i talk to god about it can i open god's word and say lord you know maybe google bible verses about feeling anxious Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: reading some of them relating to them and then agreeing with god lord this is how i'm feeling can you help me talking to god like he is he's our friend And discussing Mm -hmm. details of the events leading up to that so that then by the time I'm done doing that, honestly, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm going to call this person and I'm going to tell them this, this was wrong. By the time I've talked to her about God, I really don't even need to take that next step. But when I do and I'm led to take that next step, hopefully I'm in a much healthier place emotionally where I'm not attacking or accusing. I'm simply sharing. This is how I'm felt. Like my friend, Dr. Lydia taught me, you say, I...
0: Oh, the I statements. When Mm -hmm. you
1: do this, I feel this. And you're letting them know when this happens in your, this is how it's making me feel. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's very
0: important. Go ahead. Just dawned on me. We're talking about the relationships we have with people and how people make us feel or how the toxicity, you know, from people to people relationship. Right. We, if we focus on our relationship with God and we use prayer and we talk to him and we have to prepare with prayer then it's easier because it's easier for us because then we don't allow ourselves to become so emotionally erratic emotionally you know explosive or implosive either way you know so it, it, there's going to have to be a point in your life where you're going to have to slow things down and prepare by praying, by talking to God, by, it's almost like the stronger your relationship with God means that the less reactive you're going to be in your relationships with people. So you can kind of grade yourself. You can say, "Oh gosh, I've been feeling very emotional lately and these people are really getting under my skin and this situation is just really bothering me. And you know what, that might be like a, a way for you to be aware that, hey, maybe you need to be focusing more on your relationship with God so that you get that stronger so that when you're being attacked by the enemy, which is really not people, it's really the the forces behind people. Okay. Um, Then you have to be, if you strengthen that muscle, if you strengthen that relationship with God, he's going to protect you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to lay those promises over you. He's going to give you wisdom and patience and understanding He's going to give you those tools so that you can have better relationships. I can tell you many times in my own life that I have noticed that when I am much more emotional, okay, uh, I can tell you that I am, I can, I can definitely tell you that I have had gaps in my life where I'm like, oh gosh, I have, I haven't been spending time in the word. I've, I've been sort of skipping the last few days or I've been skipping the last few weeks. Oh, And then it affects me. I become more worldly in my connections with other people. So when I'm more in the word, when I'm keeping my relationship strong with God, he protects me. And I see things more through his lens rather than my own emotional lens.
1: Yes, and we're called to examine the scriptures and examine. I looked it up. It means to inspect thoroughly and to honestly admit honestly admitting how you feel and seeking understanding for your first for the word. So if we examine deeply the word of God, then we get to know God. And then if we examine our own feelings and emotions, then we really get to know ourselves better because I think most people are not aware of how they are viewed or how they respond. We don't have an honest opinion on how we react. Because we just think, well, I'm reacting to what you did and I'm reacting to what you did. But when we know ourselves, we know our weaknesses and then I can say, you know what, I need to be careful when I'm feeling like this, that I don't react out of anger or fear or frustration or even being hurt, even being hurt. It's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong. Maybe you're just hurt and instead of processing and taking that hurt to the Lord and then to the person that hurt you, if you're holding it inside, allowing that bitterness to grow, then that's where you can really run into a problem. Proverbs 1430 says that a sound, uh, we have a sound mind, but runaway emotions like envy rots the bones. So we're told that toxic emotions throughout the Bible, we're reminded that toxic emotions are harmful to us. So if we pray in Matthew 6, 6, it says, but when you pray, doesn't say if, says when you pray, which means all believers are called to prayer. So Mm -hmm. when you pray, it says to go into your room and close the door and pray with your father who is unseen. And then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Get alone and get real with God.
0: Oh, Amen. So I think maybe for part two, we'll break it down and give some steps, some clear steps on how to identify um, when you feel that you are in a toxic reaction, how to, what to do for the next step, and how to introduce God in that part, and, and then how to prepare also for the next time that it happens. I think it's important that we learn from our experiences and oh, part two, we're going to have some really good stuff coming up so we can really give some step-by-step awareness on toxicity What do you think,
1: Lisa? Yes. So I would encourage our listeners, if you're listening today, your heart work this week is to make a list of what are your weaknesses when it comes to emotions? What are your weaknesses in responding to difficult situations? Get real and get raw with God and ask him to show you where is there room for growth in my life, in my responses to conflict? And where is there toxicity coming through me, in me and out of me? And I would encourage you guys all to take that to the Lord in prayer. We can't wait to finish next week. We will see you all next week. Thank you so much, Dr. Lydia. I do want to Thank say you. that Dr. Lydia is in Miami. However, she does offer calls, Zoom calls or web, what is it called?
0: Health services. So it's virtual appointments and we can offer individual family couples counseling even children from 7 to 77 we're here to help if you have anxiety depression or anything that you just need to process with someone for the christian counselor with a christian point of view then please give us a call or you can reach us at my website and we'll have all the links and information the notes yes but I encourage you, if you've been listening
1: to us and you've connected and you hear how wonderful I think she is and how wonderful she honestly is reflecting God's love, patience and peace to others, and you think maybe you might benefit, I personally think everyone can benefit from talking to a trusted mm-hmm. counselor. I know I have. Then I encourage you to look at the notes
0: and give her a call. Thank you, Dr. Lydia. I'll see you next week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us this divine appointment to be able to talk about you and how to invite you into our lives, no matter what we're feeling uh, and no matter where we are. And I know that you're going to meet whoever's listening out there. You're going to meet them on their journey. You're going to help them so that they can surpass whatever it is that they're feeling and know that that is just temporary. So I pray that you would give whoever's listening right now hope you would give them guidance and wisdom, a double portion of wisdom, that you would slow them down so that they could be able to listen to your voice and be able to react in a way that would be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. I pray for you, Lisa, and your family. I pray for my family. And I pray for all those who are listening, that they would open their hearts to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for listening, friends.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?